I chose to do the official Strongman Games because um, it's a really well recognised uh, competition. It's also run by uh, Darren and Colin who uh, run the Giants, so the official um, route to the, to the Worlds. Um, I've done the UK's and the England's and I came third in that and I wanted to prove uh, what I could do at an international level. Plus as well, qualifying for the top three, it then gives you the chance to go to the world, a world's final. And then hopefully if I do well there, then Colin and Darren will give me um, a chance to redeem myself at the Brits, because last time I went there two or three years ago, I was in a bad place mentally and a bad place physically, so I really, really under underperformed. So it's a little bit um, of redemption for me, and it's um, I want to I want to show everybody what I can do that I know I can do, and that people who've trained with me and and uh, and know me know what I can do as well. And I think this is the best route, the best channel to do it through and do it on. Yeah, just just on the day, yeah, it's. Um, anxious, it's, it's nervous energy, you're worried that you haven't done enough, you could have done with a bit more prep, you could have done with another massage, you could have done, have you done enough in training? Um, I've said before, you know, I was very fortunate enough to train one of the strongest men in the world, um, and even he had moments of self-doubt, they were very brief, and Ed's able to switch on and off like that, the mental power that he's got, um, but not everybody's got that. You get to the arena, you see the implements laid out, you see the other competitors and it just finally starts to fuck, I'm here, this is it. There's no more I can do now, I've just got to do what I can do today, take each event um, as it comes and just, and just lay everything on the floor. Present, you become aware, right, I'm here, this is what I've got to do and this is what I've done. So it just like, shuts out all that noise. The first event was 290 kilo uh, deadlift for reps in 60 seconds. A um, couple of years ago when I was um, uh, quite a bit physically stronger, probably about 20-25% stronger than I am now. I did 300 kilos belters for 10 in about 35 seconds. Um, so I knew I was always going to do very well at this event, um, even though I'm probably only at 80% of where I have been. Um, I'm not going to take anything away from the other competitors because there's a couple of very good deadlifters in there. But I always knew I was going to win that event. I am statically, and I'll, I'll stand on it, that in England, and, and the UK, I am statically the strongest master. I always knew I was going to win it. I went out second from last, so I had to pull for the full 60 seconds, which isn't ideal. But I pulled 10 reps in about 45, took a little bit of a breather, um, pulled the 11th, just couldn't quite lock it out, whistle blew. Then John came after me and I think he pulled nine. So I'd, I'd, I'd done enough, so that was it. So, so I won that event, so I was happy with that. And then like I say, everything just settled down and it was like, right, I'm here now. This is what I've done. Because I'd won the deadlift, that meant I was going last in um, in the in the 130 kilo log for reps in 60 seconds. So I knew what I had to do. I think they'd done five reps. I went out strict press six in 30 seconds. I could have done it on those logs. They're beautiful. I could have done 12, 14 reps. It just I purposely train on a vile 
hideous log to make it harder. So then when you come to a piece of kit that's so well balanced like that, then it's just, it, it's easy. Um, again, I'd like to think that statically in the UK, I've got the strongest shoulders. I know they're definitely stronger than Mark's, definitely. Um, so yeah, so I always knew I was gonna win that event as well. So yeah, that, yeah, that was a banker for me. Is that to be a strong man, you've got to have a good squat, you've got to have a good log, and you've got to have a good deadlift. If there's always going to be one of those in an event, always. There's always going to be a form of deadlift and there's always going to be a form of overhead press. So if your shoulders are lagging, then you're just putting yourself well out of the ballpark. Yoke is 380 kilos over 20 meters. Now, historically I've never been brilliant at yoke, um, but I've never been as shit as I am at the minute. I'm really, really bad at it at the minute. And it's because what's happening at the moment is whenever I come to train it, any kind of moving event, I get out of second and third gear and I pull my hamstring. They're not major pulls, they're just little tweaks. I've gone from popping things off to just little pulls, but it's enough to set you back a couple of weeks. So I hadn't trained yoke for four weeks. So I hadn't touched the yoke at all. Um, and I'd certainly been nowhere near competition weight. So I knew that wasn't gonna be a brilliant event for me, but. I just needed to not finish dead low down the table. I needed to be mid mid range on the table. And again, because I come first on the log, I went out last on the yoke. So I knew what I'd got to do. I knew I wasn't gonna beat John. John moves really well with weight, really, really well. Um, Dale, big unit, again, he moves really well with weight and he proved it on the day. But I was able to beat the other lads because they moved it, but they didn't complete the course. So all I had to do was complete the course in the 60 seconds to get third place and that's what I did. There wasn't too many points then in between me and John or in between me and Dale. So that was, that was ideal. It wasn't a brilliant performance on that, but the placing played well for me. So I was still, I came third on that. So I was still first overall going into the, going into the fourth event. It was, it was 20 kilos and it was an ax. Um, I've done the 25 kilos before. I've done it at the Brits. Um, I recently won that event at, at, at the London's um, with 50 odd seconds. So I was guaranteed this was a banker for me. And again, um, I didn't get to go out last, unfortunately, because I'd come third. So I got to, you know, John and Dale went out after me. Um, I knew John's shoulders again aren't his best. So I knew that John wouldn't beat me on that. But I was adamant that I was going to win it. I was fairly sure, you know, I'm there swinging my dick around, stronger shoulders and all the rest of it. Hang on, we ready? Slightly disappointed with the forward hold. I came third. I was 1.1 seconds behind first, and I was fairly guaranteeing on that as a banker. Um, again, yoke went as I thought it would. I'm not the fastest mover at the minute, but I came third, so I didn't drop too many points. Uh, won the log, won the deadlift. Um, I should go out last on this, so I'll see what I've got to do. I want to do the bare minimum because I'm tired, old, fat. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, fe I'm feeling good, I'm feeling positive. I'm, I'm hoping for the win, so we'll see. But I think I got something like 102.7 seconds, then second place got something like 103.4. There was nothing, there was like a set, there was a click of a stopwatch between third and first. There was no 
massive time gaps or time differences. So, unfortunately, um, I didn't win that, and if I'd have won that, it'd have been a different kettle of fish going into the going into the sandbags. But I still went into the sandbags with a four and a half point lead. So it was 220 kilo sandbags over 20 meters and loaded, um, loaded at the end. I wasn't confident going into this event. Number one, because it's a moving event, so I was worried about pulling something and popping something. Um, but also, again, I hadn't been able to train it. I've been on top of my fitness, but I just hadn't been able to train the actual weight, the actual event. I think the heaviest had been was probably 100 kilos on the on the sandbag, or 110 kilos. Um, so I was a bit nervous, and I was also really, really low on energy because one of the things I struggle on comp days to eat. So all I'd had was breakfast at about, I think it was about quarter past six. I think it was about three o'clock by then, and I'd had nothing to eat. And there was literally nothing left inside me at all. There was, I just had no energy. I was like nodding off in the stands, waiting for the event. Um, then the sandbags were different to the ones I'd trained on. They were a lot tighter. Um, they hadn't got the like, handle at the top, which I'd trained to pull that handle, hold onto that and pull it up. So. It was a little bit of last minute readjustment of technique uh, and different things, which, which didn't help my head um, on that. And unfortunately for me, I'm not the quickest when it comes to the maths on the day. Now, I thought that you got a point for like distance. I didn't realize that it was a zero point unless you loaded it. So because I thought I got one point regardless of loading it or not, I thought I'd done enough. But then I spoke to Ed afterwards and he was like, no mate, it's zero points. You've got to load it to get one point. If you don't load it, you get no points. So I went away and did the maths, which meant I'd given away a four and a half point lead. Um, and I ended up coming, coming third. Um, if I'd have known that and if I'd have double checked that, I'd have changed the technique. I'd have got it onto my lap and I'd have shouldered it. I'd have spent, I'd have spent 40 seconds getting it onto my shoulder, walked it down and just thrown it over casually. Um, there are a couple of ways to look at that. I mean, after that, I really had to go and have a word with myself. And this is why I know, um, like I mentioned before in videos and things, like I say I had a nervous breakdown and I've suffered really bad with my nerves um, and depression and, and suicide and anxiety and all of those things. Um, now, normally that would have happened and that would have been it. That would have affected me for weeks and weeks and weeks, um, really bad. But I went away, I had a word with myself and five minutes and I was okay because you can look at it as I went into that competition and it was a tough lineup and the last event I was one point off being able to not have to do the last event so this is a European finals and I had literally had an event to spare <laughs> so this year the European Championships in the men's masters event in third place Luke Fulbrook I may as well have not done the event and I still only missed out on first place by one point. So that to me is, there's no such thing as, as failures, there's any lessons and this is one thing that I'm learning as I grow um, spiritually and as, um, as I become more aware of things and deal with things differently, is that it was just a lesson and I've been taught that lesson, uh, I need to eat on comp day. Um, I need to double check the rules and I need to make sure that I give it everything, even to the last dying second, not just give in and not just give up. 
So that's the lessons that I'm going to take away from that and that's what's going to happen at this world's final now. And things tend not to work out, so something better can work out in its place. So I'm hoping I didn't become Europeans champion to then give me that fire and give me that extra drive to go into the worlds and leave it all on the table, leave everything out there. And who knows, I'm maybe crowned world's strongest master. It's gonna be 24 seven nonstop for the next 13 weeks. Emotional about it really, because there's, it's just when, you, when you've tried as hard as you can and nothing seems to, nothing ever seems to fit into place. There's a um, phrase that my, that my counsellor is that if, if somebody told you that you were 13 rejections away from your perfect job or you were 13 rejections away from your ideal girlfriend or you were 13 re uh, losses away from a major win on that first loss and that first rejection you'd be like fucking yes brilliant superb I'm on, I'm on my way on that 13th one you'd be fucking ecstatic you'd be absolutely over the moon and letting that swim and letting that sink in and letting that like resonate in your head. It's, it's like, we are only so many failures away. The only time that you truly fail is when you stop. That's when you truly fail. You keep going and going and going and it will come, it will happen. It will, it will, it will. It's, it's a law of averages if, if nothing else. But if you want something enough and you keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going, it'll come, it'll come. That history is absolutely full of people businessmen, sportsmen, people have said you aren't going to do that, that's not going to happen and they've proved them wrong. And why? Not because they're any better than anybody else or any more special, but just because they haven't stopped. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to show my kids and I'm trying to show everybody out there who suffers with depression or has suffered with depression is that you've just got to keep going. One of the things that depression does to you Instead, it makes you believe there's no alternatives, there's no choices, there's no, you've just got this one um, singular route. And that's not the case at all. There's always options, there are always ways around things, there are always ways to work around it. And that's, that's really what I want my kids and other people who are, who are going through similar things that I've been through to, to know and to take from this. And, it, and if I can just, as, as um, holier than thou as this sounds, if I can, just one person, it resonates with, and they don't get that rope that day, or they don't sit in the garage with a car, um, and the part, if it, just that one person, then I've done enough, that's enough for me. Um, so yeah, that's what it's about for me. It's about teaching my children that you never quit, and it's about teaching other people as well that you can come from a really dark place, and you can, come and everything will fall into place. The ego says that I'll be at peace once everything falls into place. The spirit in my soul says I'm at peace, then everything will fall into place. And it's the spirit in the soul bit that I'm listening to. I'm just trying to be at peace and everything is falling into place like it never has before. So that's, that's what I'm hoping to do for me and for other people seeing and watching this journey. And I'd just like to thank sponsors, PIVX, uh, Strength Asylum, and I'd just like to thank everybody who takes the time out just to make a comment on Facebook or to send a private message or, or whatever. Just thank you for like even just watching, even paying attention or even listening. It's, it, it means a lot and it, and it means that I'm, 
I'm hopefully doing something and putting something out there that's that's helping people as well.